People love to be powerless. Think of every single victim that you know, that's someone being powerless in that moment. They're actually outsourcing their power to something external, whether it's time, whether it's lack of money, they're outsourcing all of those things. You can recognize how that plays out. What that really creates is the capacity for you to actually- When you can express your modality, when you can express your essence, people will just- Getting results isn't enough. Mm. It's the speed at which you get results. That's actually my favorite law, is the law of reciprocity. The more I give out, the more I get back. And it feels good as well. Calling in all entrepreneurs, lightworkers, starseeds who are here ready to make impact, more money on this earth and shift to the fifth dimension. Are you ready to ascend? Welcome back to another amazing Ascension Coast podcast. My name is Natalie fucking Patterson. You already know that. And today I have a very special guest that is so dear to my heart. Oh my God. This is the famous Cody McAuliffe. He is my mentor, guys. My mentor, me. I'm a mad dog. This is my mad dog mentor. Guys, he's the most incredible man. He's helped me go to the depth of my soul so many times. He is a best-selling author. He's a keynote speaker. Not only that, he's helped and inspired so many people transform their lives, make a lot of money, and truly become the essence of who they're meant to be. He is a loving partner, an incredible father, and he has created a modality that is going to change the world. Guys, this modality called Holographics has literally changed my paradigm forever. Who I was and who I've become in your presence has been so exponentially incredible, right? This modality, Holographics, I believe will pioneer the golden movement for humanity and will completely change the game for entrepreneurs. So welcome, welcome to my podcast stage, Cody McAuliffe. Oh, the crowd goes wild. Oh my God. Wow. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Yay. So for those of you who don't know who you are, Cody, who are you? What do you do? And what do you love to do? Uh, I love to mess with people's heads mainly. <laughs> That's pretty much what I get paid for every single day, which is great. Yep. Um, <laughs> in terms of who I am, I have no idea most days. <laughs> so it is pretty wild to be me, to be able to support people, bring forth their essence and create their own modalities such as yourself. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's really a humbling experience to be able to recognize when when you have the opportunity to be able to support people who are truly here to be able to create such ripples in the world and to be able to create the the shifts and be on the forefront of the shifting of consciousness like you are and like so many others are. And we're all working towards that same evolution of consciousness of what we're here to be able to create, to be able to step into this new golden age that, mm. is, that is, you know, yearning to be expressed through us through the, the seasons of the ages. So, yeah. So well said. Thank you. And so I would love to touch on your story and how you became a coach. You've been doing this now for eight years and you've worked with some incredible leaders nationally and internationally. And how did you actually start your whole entire coaching career? I started out working in a bar and I was working in this bar and these two guys used to come in every week uh, and they had a corporate account with the bar, just these two guys, and they would spend uh, about $75,000 a year in the bar. 
What? And they would go out afterwards, after this as well. Every right. every night they would be in, they'd just get blind. But mm. it was like a really nice bar. And they were spending more money than I was making then. And wow. it got to this place where I was just like, I don't know if I really want to be a part of people getting drunk, getting fat, having their kids come into the bar on a Friday night to be able to see them. Um, so I moved from from being in bar work to being a PT. I was like, mm. you know what? Let's go the opposite end of the spectrum, right? Let's go from getting people fat and drunk to getting them fucking skinny and happy. Nice. So I made that transition back in 2010. Mm-hmm. So that was when I first started business and then transitioned into more of a mindset coaching space, personal development, all that kind of jazz, you know, after you go through your dark night of the soul when mm. you're like. Of course. Yeah, you know, just all the spiritual things. <laughs> And I think the 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 crux of it was I, I was going through like all of this personal development. I was investing hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in personal development. And I really just got started to get sick of hearing the same thing again mm-hmm. and again and again. Yep. And you go into all the different rooms and it's just the same shit rehashed from different people. And yep. um, that was really, really the, the birth of what I yearned to be able to create, which is uh, a deeper sense of connection to to everything. It's a deeper sense of connection to what is, but utilizing all of the tools available to us to be able to create that deeper sense of change, which is ultimately what we all yearn for. And and that was that was kind of where I started with with all of this this uh, coaching people on health and fitness to mm-hmm. then shift into. I was working with a lot of. Um, comp prep athletes, so I would have to coach them on email. So you don't get to talk wow. to anyone. You're just coaching them entirely based on like a few paragraphs that they send you. So you'd have to discern exactly what they're saying beyond what they're actually typing out. Wow. And so is that when you started to become more intuitive? Yeah, definitely. I uh, I I always had the, the capacity to be able to tune into what was really going on. I have like, especially with with words I have mm. this unique knack to be able to tune into exactly what is what is <laughs> what is going oh on God, beyond everything so much sense guys yeah. just like a side note i send cody like 30 or maybe 300 voice sometimes notes. it's 300 sometimes it's 30 a quiet day is 30 <laughs> a, a, a day or a week right <laughs> and so and he always can read my mind like beyond what i what i he always gives me the medicine that I need, not necessarily what I want. And so, ah, okay, you've got a unique gift. Of course. But of course. Yeah. Yeah. So I was training for that back in the day, you know, just all of those little things kind of highlighted exactly, you know, who I needed to really become as part of it. Mm. And it was really just those foundational skills of being able to pick up, you know, what is the energetic frequency that this person is coming from before they even say anything else, before I even ask for a reply. Because it's back and forth, right? It's not this like conversation that we're having now, it's like often hours or days in between responses when it's only an email. So you've got to really pick up exactly what is going on and intuitively be able to tune in to be able to go, okay, cool. This is what's playing out for this person. This is the thing that's actually playing out under the surface that they're not actually saying because, Mm. you know, most of the magic is in the unsaid, right? Right. Mm. Bloody good, Cody. Bloody good. So from there... What did you then do to become who you are today? Yeah, I have this very unique journey as a coach. I I ran my first coaching program, which was a group coaching program. I didn't start with one-on-one. Basically just went straight into groups because that's how I work with people. Most people, they go down the pathway. I'm going to I'm gonna do one-on-one. I'm going to do all these clients. I'm going to fucking work my ass off. That's yeah. not me. Uh, basically, I... <laughs> 
I, started... I fucked up, guys. I, <laughs> I did that fucking shit, right? Yeah, each to their own. Like, um, basically, what happened is I just started this program. I've been through all this personal development. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this thing a go. I'm gonna run my own first program. Sold out my first program, and basically, basically, what I did was um, built out all of this stuff. And every single person said the exact same thing at the end of the program. They said um, that was fucking epic. Uh, two things. Number one, how can I do what you do? And number two, how do I get your slides? Wow. And what I recognized in that was the power in intellectual property because intellectual property is how it actually goes beyond us. We can coach people. If we're doing it one-on-one, it's going to take a lot of our time, right? But if we mm. can create these systems, these processes, and this capacity for our essence to be able to put into something, which is our intellectual property, then it goes well beyond us, right? It creates mm. this true legacy that we're all here to be able to create. And the power in that was evident to me in the very first coaching program that I ran because every single person said the same thing. Wow. A lot of those people actually asked me, all right, all right, let's have a conversation. I need I need to buy all of this stuff from you. And I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> like, like, you want a certification from me? I don't know what the fuck I'm doing half the time anyway. <laughs> that, that part hasn't changed. But people asking me for all of my stuff still continues, right? Yes, yes, hence why. Hence. One of the reasons I first started working with you, I was like, I, I want I want models in my business. Give me those models. <laughs> yeah, they're fascinating. And yeah. so what led you on the journey of actually creating your models and how did you create models? Like how did it all come about? Yeah, so the first uh, models that I ever used, I basically went through this program from this guy in the States. Mm -hmm. And he, it was when I was at PT, he basically said, hey, all you got to do is you got to draw out all of this stuff. You just draw it out on, on these pieces of paper, do it, and you'll sell, sell more clients. It was called closed clients. It's just, you just close clients. That's all you need to do. Of course. And what happened was I didn't realize it at the time, but from that moment on through the next kind of 12 to 18 months, I outsold every other PT in the gym. <laughs> Of course. And, you know, the people that had been like physios for 10 years that were in the gym, they were, were like world champion bodybuilders, all of these. It wasn't like just like a normal run-of-the-mill gym. It was like the highest quality gym. Mm. And I was outselling all of these people because I learned how to be able to draw out these few pictures. Mm. And I didn't recognize it at the time that that was actually what was happening. But in hindsight, when I look back, I can see the power in it. And then fast forward a few years down the track, the first time that we ever did, you know, six figures on stage, it was because we used all models throughout the entire process. Wow. So it was just this one thing that kind of led to the other. And I instantly just started to dive deeper and deeper and became obsessed about things because we love a good rabbit hole as a spiritual With, person, right? So, so I paid all of these different people to be able to learn how to be able to create all of the best intellectual property. And that led me to be able to create, you know, the metaphor models scaling system that I've created today that, you know, has has it look effortless as you experience mm. on the weekend? You just just to be able to close people just like that. It's easy. It's just a wow. step by step process. But it, it gets better than that, right? Doesn't it? It, yes. it does because there's unconscious change that you create utilizing models, right? This is the thing that most people don't see. They don't see the symbology behind it all and all the in, all of the the different levels of you know codes. Codes in them. The codes. They don't see it. They don't notice. Right. 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 Because we're using symbols and sacred geometry. But most people don't see that. Only the spiritual people see that. Yeah. So we're actually creating this raising of consciousness by creating this deeper sense of communication, right? We're using these these holographic models so that people can actually tune into the energetic frequency of the thing that we're actually creating. So it goes well beyond sales. It also creates this deeper sense of transformation. Mm. And when you can do that, the irony is the more that you can actually, you know, 
use models, the more that it actually saves time and, you know. Babes, are you wanting to fucking build an empire and be an embodied millionaire? Okay, I've got you. The Oracle is a 12-month mastermind full of women that are already peaking at 15, 20, 30k months and are wanting to fully embody the codes of the millionaire. This 12-month mastermind is nothing like I've ever done before. There is three retreats that'll be all around Australia. You get in-person events three times a year, plus access to my Light Codes practitioner training, as well as check-ins and a dashboard every Tuesday and every second Thursday a training. This is for the boss babes that are wanting to build their fucking empires that are fully pioneering movements. If this is speaking to your soul and you know you want to be called forward into a higher realm of intuition, of dedication and full devotion to your mission, the link will be down below. One of the things that I recognize for most coaches is most coaches get results, but the mm. issue is getting results isn't enough. Mm. It's the speed at which you get results. Mm. Because you can get people results in a 12-month period, that's great, but if you can get people results in a three-day event, if people can come to an event like Lycodes and they can be transformed at lightning speed, mm. then that's what people are willing to pay for, right? They want the right. speed behind it. Mm. And when you can actually do that with models and that becomes the force, the force multiplier of everything that you do, just accelerates everything that you do. You've probably got a deeper sense of mastery of what you do already. And the more that you can actually bring that forth, embed, you know, a little bit of bonus transformation throughout it. Yes. Better it gets. Yes. And I love that so much. And guys, truly, like when you have the essence of your own modality, there is so many layers of doing your own modality and gifting that to humanity, right? And that's one of the best things I think that you've ever taught me is like when you can express your modality, when you can express your essence, the people will just come. And the transformation is so much deeper than just being a cookie cutter, you know, coach in the industry, like every other fucking coach, because there are so many coaches now doing the same sort of things. And of course, information is just information. And so everyone's kind of taking their own flavor and doing their own thing. However, when you yeah, connect it with models. And then when you connect it with your essence and you transform what you're truly here to create, and then you, you know, you have your authenticity, which is the highest vibration. It is just so easy, isn't it? Yeah. Life becomes so easy. You become in flow. That's it. You know? Yes. Which is also one of Cody's, you know, I suppose, I suppose top secrets. No. It is a It's an Amazon bestselling book. It's so it's probably Amazon not it's probably not selling. that secretive about it's not it, you secret, know. It's guys. Out there. It's out there for the world. And so, yeah. um, Cody, I would love to ask you, you teach us all a lot about the laws of the universe. Yep. What is your favorite law of the universe? Probably the law of correspondence is probably the okay. most common law. Most okay. people understand it as uh, either mirror theory, law of correspondence, or perception as projection. It's perception as projection in NLP. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know... When you only have that foundational level of understanding of it, you don't actually recognize how it plays out. Right. So what you can start to understand is when you understand the law of correspondence, it's really as above, so below, as within, so without. Hmm. So this law instantly communicates that every single aspect of every single thing in the entire universe is only ever a reflection of you, mm. meaning you'll only ever see what is actually playing out internally. I was listening to a, to an audio book on the way here and it was mm -hmm. talking about they went, they did this study where where they take people through, they prime them, where they basically say, hey, you think about a happy memory, you think about a sad memory, and we're going to take you through a maze and then we're going to get you to do something at the bottom. So they take them through a maze, two groups of people, uh, and two-thirds of people went into their group. So all the negatively primed people went into one group and then the positively primed people went into another group. Mm -hmm. So 
how does this actually play out? Well, this plays out because we've got this deeper level of connection to all of those things. If you've got that internal state of, you know, being a negatively primed or positively primed, then you just associate with those people. Well, whatever's going on internally is going to be reflected externally. So people automatically separate into that. And this, this happens time and time again, proven by science when they actually do all of these studies. So what we can recognize is whatever is actually going on internally is going to show up externally. So if you've got this fear playing out internally, it's going to show up externally. It's going to be instantaneously created. There is no actual gap. When you can actually understand all of the divine laws that are playing out, you can actually start to see the truth around all of the deeper sense of manifestation and how we can actually instantaneously create and how we're already doing it. Mm. But most people are shit scared of that. That's the thing. They're, yes. they're scared of recognizing how powerful they are because then they have to take true responsibility in their life, which scares most people. Mm. then you've got to take absolute ownership of every single aspect of your life. And, you know, that becomes terrifying for people. Yeah, because it's the depth, right? It's the shadows that play out. Yep. Interesting. People love to be powerless. Yes. People love to be powerless. Wow. Oh, my God. You're so right. Yeah. Think of every single victim that you know. That's someone being powerless in that moment. They're actually outsourcing their power to something external, whether it's the thing, whether it's time, whether it's lack of money. They're outsourcing all of those things. They love to be powerless. They get exactly what they want from that. They get all of their needs being met in that instant. If you can recognize how that plays out for you, when the, what that really creates is the capacity for you to actually tune into, okay, cool, well, how am I creating this? Not just a, the intellectual NLP, how am I creating this? It's how have I created the energetic frequency of this where this is actually showing up, where this is actually perfect, whole and complete, just the way that it is. How can I be the energetic manifestation of this to be able to see that the next thing that is showing up for me is really one thing. It is the next thing, what? Scheduled to be loved, right? It's the next uh, thing scheduled to be loved. If we have the activation, this trigger which is coming up for us, it's really just something scheduled to be loved. That means it is scheduled for us to be able to create a deeper sense of connection, to be able to see the perfection, wholeness, and completeness of it. And when we can do that, it actually becomes alchemized and we can actually move to the next level. If it consistently comes up and we're not actually loving it, we're not actually getting into the perfection, wholeness, and completeness of it, it will show up again and again and again. And again, and again, until you get it. Mm. But most people resist that, right? No, I reject that. I reject that. I don't want that. No. That's just oh us my humans. God, it's so true. And guys, when I first started working with Cody, I used to always say, I choose to reject that. I choose to reject that. I choose to reject that. And he'd be like, okay. And I'd be like, okay, okay, okay. You know, like, you're like okay. And now I get that there's there's no such thing as rejection. It is literally like we have to encompass what is actually coming for us or what is actually being projected back to us or what is actually being mirrored back to us because it is us, yep. right? So the law of correspondence, correspondence. Yep. is that everything is us. So we have to take deeper responsibility. And it's funny, right? I've just done my biggest biggest month ever and I – Yeah, woo! Yeah, woo! Thanks. I'm so, so, so fucking proud of myself and so grateful. And what I know is that this month has definitely been the biggest I've ever taken responsibility for how I show up. And even the one percenters, guys, and I'm talking like really silly stuff. My little dog, okay, <laughs> side story, my little dog, Leo, he can be a little cunt. Now, here's the truth. I trained the little cunt. That's my fucking fault, Right. And when, you know, becoming this next version of myself, I want to be a multimillionaire, I want to be famous, like I'm calling in this next version of myself, this, this next identity, I noticed that I need to clean up every single area of my life. So I've recently been getting Leo trained again 
And the dog trainer came over and he said to me, and I was so embarrassed, he was like, your dog doesn't even know how to sit. And I was like, oh. he's like, Nat, what have you taught this dog? And I was like, the dog teaches me. How about that? <laughs> that. My dog's just done whatever it's wanted to do, right? But I noticed in that that moment when I was embarrassed, I was like, I get to take full ownership of the fact that I haven't actually trained my dog. And my dog is actually a d- guy. For those of you who are at home listening and you think that your dog is your baby, I also do agree with that. And I've also now got new information that your dog has a dog brain. It's just the truth, right? The dog has a brain that is not like a human. So it doesn't have emotions like we do. And what I noticed in cleaning Leo up is that I'm actually taking more responsibility for myself. So I had to go to the shame and the guilt of like, oh my God, I'm a bad mum. Oh my God, my dog is a little cunt because I'm actually a cunt. Oh my God, it's me, right? It's me. I take responsibility. And in that though, what I've been able to see is that my mind this week has been clearer. Also too, thanks to you for the processes we've been doing, but it's that little reflection of being like, oh my God, I need to actually clean up every single area of my life and take full responsibility so that there can be more perfect wholeness and completeness in my life so that I can start experiencing more more love, more unity, right? Yeah. More oneness. Yeah, it definitely comes back to... um... The three different types of work. There's cleaning up work, growing up work, and waking up work. Most people just want to consistently do this waking up work, but they don't want to actually do the cleaning up work. Cleaning up work is where we actually start to clean up and mature all of these areas, which are latent and, you know, we're, we, often most people are running their business as a five-year-old or a teenager, which yes. is why they get stuck at that certain level. They get stuck at, you know, doing, you know, multiple six figures, but they get they don't move into the adult of actually running a seven-figure business mm. because of all of the errors which are underlying all of that. It's, it's that cleaning up work that creates those shifts. But, you know, we're addicted to waking up work when we actually dive deeper into the rabbit hole, right? Yeah, totally. And I think also, too, people get so fixated, especially as business owners, you know, our lives are our business and we love it, right? We yearn, we love our business. It's, it's our identity. Yeah. However... I think a big shift that I've done in the last like three or four months is actually started cleaning up my personal life because everything's a deep reflection. Yeah. Not just, you know, and so like you were saying before, it's the cleanup work of everything. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Even, yeah. even so, so simple guys. Like I used to have a lot of acne and I, I noticed that I was like, I actually need to clear my skin. I actually need to start eating better. I need to start, you know, training properly. And these little key areas, it's all the one percenters that end up stacking into you becoming this next version of yourself. So I wanted to ask you, what has been the biggest identity death or ego death that you've experienced? And what did that look like for you? I think there's like a combination of many of those, but I think the biggest one's probably just becoming a parent. It's the obvious one. Right. Yep. Because in that, in that you instantly shift who you perceive that you are and how you relate to the world. And, you know, mm. even as a man, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm, it's going to be slightly different. But it's like this huge shift because you instantly start to filter all of the all of the child parts start to come up because it's just like I've got to be responsible for someone's fucking life now. It's not like, you know, wow. I can fight around and, you know, do all of the lazy, stupid shit that I was doing in the past to be able to create success. So it's created this this deep sense of focus in every area of my life. And it's been this dramatic ego death of actually just starting to step into, um, you know, what I'm here to be able to create and start to remove all of the bullshit. 
Wow. That's like the the most obvious one and the most kind of dramatic. Mm-hmm. But then even just any kind of any kind of um shift in who I perceive myself to be, especially in terms of the people that I work with, mm. because I've worked with so many high level people over the years. I've worked with um, you know, federal members of parliament from both parties from all of these people. But then when you shift from that to more specifically coaches, it creates this massive shift of like, who the fuck am I, right? right? Who am I to be able to do this? Who am I to be able to serve these people? Who am I to be able to create a modality? And the, <laughs> the irony around it is like my Instagram and my Facebook is I'm the modality guy. And I, when I, when I changed it, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. Wow. It's one of those things where it's just like, I'm going to intuitively change my name to the modality guy. And I'm like, am I creating a modality or am I working with people to be able to create modalities? And the irony is that it's actually both. It's both, of course. Yeah. yeah. It's like the the ultimate paradox of going, okay, well, he's the modality guy, but I don't really get that. I don't really know why I'm doing that. And yet at the same time, I feel intuitively called for it. Of course. So now it makes sense in hindsight. That's how typically it works, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, guys, I started seeing this one day. I actually went to a one-day event of Cody's, and I had known him through the grapevine and through other people, but really we didn't really connect that much. Yeah. Actually, we did have lunch one day, but we sat on the opposite ends of the table, yeah. and I actually felt a bit awkward around you. I was like, I don't know how to talk to this guy, right? <laughs> Which is so funny. You're a coach that is wanting to hit 10K months consistently. You're wanting to learn the energetics, the mindset, and the mission statement of what you're here to bring into humanity. If you're wanting to learn the strategies, the systems of how I've been able to hold a million dollar business in my second year, babes, I've got something juicy for you. I have created a business and spiritual container called Unity Consciousness for the purpose of allowing you to access your innate gifts, to help you level up in your business, and help you make consistent cash flow that you can then go out and live your most joyous freedom lifestyle. If you would like to find out more, click on the link down below. After the event, about two or three weeks later, I start seeing all these codes come into my third eye. And I actually sent him a video and my eyes were flickering back and forth. And I was like, Cody, I'm getting all these codes come into my head and my spirit guides are telling me that I need to work with you now. And Cody was like, oh yeah, we can jump on a call. And I was like, fucking jump on a call now, bro. I'm going to pay you now. I need to work now. Like I've got shit to do now. Right. And he, he, the way Cody works is very like, I will, I will wait and see if it's a good fit. And I really admired that. I actually really admire that in you because you've taught me that you've taught me more discernment. This is just like one big testimonial really, isn't it? I love it. (laughs) Guys work with Cody. He's amazing. And, um, yeah, I think that's one of the one of the key pieces that I've taken away is actually discernment. Like last year, guys, you know, I got so many people into my programs and I loved it. Was it always an alignment? Maybe not, you know? And now what you do and what I notice that you do is like you really tune in if this client's a full fuck yes. And um, over the last couple of months, I've knocked back so many clients coming into my business of like, actually, I don't want to work with you. You're not in soul alignment. And fuck, my containers feel so good now. Like every single person is so soul aligned and it's it's perfect. And, yeah, the modality that I've been able to create whilst working with you has been amazing. So thank you. You're welcome. It's yeah, cool. it comes back to that hooking energy. When you can actually start to recognize that there's this hooking energy at play for most people and that's why it feels, you know, shit to be able to work with certain people. If you can actually mm. just tune in energetically to see if it's actually in true alignment beyond just the money because the money is going to be great, right? We're going to say yes to the money. It's just easy. It's easy. And at the same time, the more that we can create that deeper level of discernment, the more that we can actually tune into if I'm the best person to be able to serve people. And like I refer 
people to, to different coaches all of the time. It's mm -hmm. like, you need to go see that person. You need to go see that person. You need to go that, see that person. You know, the irony is when it comes back to universal law and you understand reciprocity, that also means that because you've given that energy away somewhere else, it actually comes back tenfold in a different way yeah. because of that level of reciprocity. It's why in many instances, you know, I have, I have many people who are brand ambassadors for us and promote mm. our business. Me. And yes. Me, me guys right now. No. <laughs> And I have two groups of people. There's people that get commission for it and people that don't. And they're an entirely different person. Some people get commission and they do that and they love it. And other people understand the law of reciprocity where it's actually just like the more that they actually send people business, the more that actually flows back to them either from me or somewhere else in the universe. Mm. And we can actually start to tune into that. It means that you actually start to let go of, you know, mm. the, all of the scarcity that plays out for us because often we take on a client from a place of scarcity that I need this client. And if we come from that neediness place, we can't actually support them. And yeah. the more that we can create that place of actually coming from that deeper level of discernment and knowing that regardless of whether th that person works with me now or in the future or never at all, it's going to be the ultimate level of service for humanity as part of it. It's going beyond me and beyond what is instantly required in that moment to be able to create that deeper sense of connection to what is and what is required for each of those people. Mm. So it's, it's both a good business move <laughs> and... <laughs> Great for humanity at the same time. Yeah, I love that. And that's actually my favorite law is the law of reciprocity because I yeah, know to be true now is the more I give out, the more I get back. Yep. And it feels good as well. Yeah. And everyone wants everything to feel good, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. The best way that it plays out is with love. When you give love, you get more love. It's yeah. this unending cycle of reciprocity where as soon as you give more love, you get more love. It's just this unending, you know, infinite loop of how it plays out. There's all of these, you know, models slash sigils slash symbols in my first book where we're actually understanding that there's only ever this unending perpetuation of this energetic exchange playing out. And when we can actually recognize the more that we give, the more that we receive, then it becomes this unending giving and getting and gifting and receiving mm. the gift of getting the giving of gifting. <laughs> that was so fucking well done. Giving and giving. Love it. Fucking love it. So, Cody, I would love to go back. So when you became, you know, you did your PT, then you decided to do the models thing and then you started to do the coaching thing, throughout your journey, what has been the most significant, other than being a father, what has been the most significant piece? Other than meeting Nat. Other than meeting you, me. <laughs> um, what has been the most significant piece of your journey? The most significant piece. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's definitely got to be meeting my partner, Jackie. Yeah. Oh, I love so, Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Illy Jackie. So one of the things that I consistently talk about, as you know, is there's, you know, three core identities. There's your relationship identity, there's your family identity, and then there's your work identity. And all of those things touch each other. And what you recognize is when you create a deeper sense of initiation into the family identity when I have a child or my relationship identity when I'm with my partner, all of those things create a deeper sense of initiation into the depths and business because you recognize all the areas where all of those things are playing out and that you're really just playing into all of the old paradigms. And ironically, you start to recognize that, hey, I'm doing this thing in my relationship and it's showing up in business too. Mm. Mm. My God, so good. 
And what happens is when we create this one dimension on reality, when we actually start to disconnect from our family because we're like, oh, I'm the black sheep and all, all that kind of jazz <laughs> that we go through, that phase that we go through, we disconnect from our family. We're like, all right, I'm only about the mission. I'm going to create, I'm going to create this huge change in shifting of consciousness yeah. in the entire world. <laughs> Love it. And that's how we feel. When we do that, that instantly starts to create it actually showing up more in that area, but also in all the other areas as well. Because what happens is we've done the beach ball thing, right? We push the beach ball underwater and what happens? And it pops up over there, pops up in a relationship, pops up in business, pops up over here. And what happens is when we've got that, that, that relationship and a deepening in all three of those areas, we're deepening in relationship, we're deepening our relationship with our family, deepening our relationship to ourselves in business because it's our creative expression then what this really creates is it creates this descending into the depths of what we're actually looking at creating, right? Mm. And, you know, if we're looking at ascending, we can only ascend to the depth of which we've descended, right? Mm -hmm. It's this ascension-descension paradox, and we can actually start to create a descension in all three areas. Then it creates this ascension in all three areas at the same time as well, right? It creates this beauty, this bliss, and the joy, and this unending appreciation of every aspect of our life because it becomes just this perpetuation of us giving more love, right? And when we give more love, we, we, get, more we love. get more love, right? We get the gift of giving. Oh, Illy Cody, I love this. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. So it's the intertwining of each of those things. It's the intertwining of each of those relationships. And when we look at it, if we're not in, a, if you're not, if you don't have like a, a family or you don't have a partner, then it's really that deeper sense of connection into yourself, right? It's how do you actually start to create that deeper sense of connection to yourself, which is how you're allowing every single person to actually reflect that back to you. Because, you know, most people are like, oh, I'm going to go and create the, the soulmate. I'm going to go and find them. It's like, well, until you can recognize that you actually are the soulmate for yourself, then you don't actually find it externally. Mm. And the deeper sense of that is when we can actually start to recognize that every single person is a soulmate for a season in our life. They're coming back for the perfect reflection for them to work with us for a certain period of time or for them to show up in that relationship for a certain period of time. And we can actually start to recognize the power and the perfection of that season, knowing that it will end. Every season ends. Every relationship ends. When we can actually start to create, create this deeper sense of connection into that and recognize that, then we actually start to take our power back with it because otherwise we play into a level of scarcity of not mm -hmm. wanting that thing to end. When we understand it ends, we can create that deeper sense of presence to actually appreciating the moment in the moment, right? And it becomes that unending synchronicity and that unending synchronicity is having that conversation to be able to hear the perfect thing from the perfect person at the perfect time and recognizing that's all that there ever is. Mm -hmm. It's this unending synchronicity of following the dots that we only really notice in hindsight. We only really recognize the perfection in hindsight. But when we can actually start to be in the moment of recognizing in the moment that there is that divine level of perfection, mm. then we just live in unending synchronicity. And that's the most powerful place to be. And we can actually start to really shift con consciousness when we start to do that. Because what we do is we actually create that deep sense of connection to our source nature, to our divinity, to our God nature, to be able to tune in to be able to recognize that there are no mistakes and any mistake is only actually a further perpetuation of the perfection wholeness and completeness of us actually recognizing that there are no mistakes that there are mistakes of not making mis being mistakes which is ultimately the ultimate paradox right mm. so this is what i see is the journey of you know the soul and consciousness and it's wow. it's that ability to be able to tune in return the unending synchronicity mm, i love that thank you so much and so just before we wrap up if you were to give younger cody some advice what would you give him 
I would give him no advice. I would give him a hug. Oh! I think that's the best one I've heard so far. Yeah. I would literally just embrace him and just allow him to actually feel the depth of love that I have for the younger version of me to be able to allow that deeper sense of connection. I wouldn't actually say anything to him. I just would allow him to feel held because that's all that all of the younger versions of this really yearn for, right? We just want to be held. We just want to be loved. We just want to be met. We just want to be known at the depths. So for me to be able to give myself that would be the ultimate gift at any age, whether that's giving it to myself now or giving it to myself as the younger version of me. Because if I'm to give that to the younger version of me, what does that create in terms of every moment of the rest of my life beyond that, right? Yes. It creates this deeper sense of connection. It creates this deeper level of attraction and magnetism for every part of it because whether it's then or now, that deeper sense of connection to myself can be the greatest gift. It's our essence. It's what it's we're most essence. capable. Right? Yes. So that's what I, I would I would stay away from advice and I would hold him and love him. Wow. That is so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on today. There have been so so many golden nuggets. I don't know about you guys at home. At home, listen to this. This is wild. And I listened to this guy a lot. And even then I was still like, yes, I get it now. Boom, 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 boom. All these little epiphanies have just landed for me. So I hope you guys have also had those too. Thank you for coming on today. It's been so awesome. Guys, all of Cody's details will be down below. I highly, highly, highly recommend you guys watching and seeing his modality. He has a one-person a day person. Yeah, there's always events. Whenever you're listening to this now or in the future, just check me out online. You'll find out all of the events that we have because there'll be plenty. And whenever you're listening to this after it's all gone viral for both of us, then, Yay! you know. It'll all be perfect, right? Yeah, it Perfect, will. whole, and complete. Yes, and also, if you haven't heard too much, because Nat doesn't talk about it too much, you know, the Light Codes events, my partner actually went along to the Light Codes events. And one of the things that I love most about it was, you know, when some people come out of personal development rooms, it's just all, you know, rah-rah. And then there's other times where people come out of rooms and you can like see and feel the difference. Mm-hmm. That was the experience that I had when Jackie came home. I was looking after our son the entire time and Jackie comes home and I'm like, she really? feels different. No, no, no. Isn't that the greatest testimony, all right? Oh, my God. Thank you. That is so cool. Thank you. I'm so receiving this. Yay. Guys, my modality, Cody's modality, we're really changing the world, aren't we? We are. Yeah. Fucking go us. Fucking yeah, go us. So beautiful souls. If you would like to learn more about either of us, there are show notes, uh, there are links down below. Otherwise, guys, as always, you can win a one-on-one with me, valued at two and a half grand. All you need to do is go to the review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, leave a review, tell me something magical and amazing that has dropped in for you from this session. I would love to hear all about it. And as always, babes, stay love, stay light, and I will see you soon.